Okay, and here we have a special edition of Coal Region Discontent, and we are interviewing uh, Jerry Carnicella from uh, Patton, which is in Cambria County in Pennsylvania, and he's running for Lieutenant Governor of Pennsylvania on the Republican ticket. I hope you all enjoy this, and here we go. Okay, well, uh, thank you for uh, joining us here on Coal Region Discontent. Uh, Jerry, uh, I'm not sure if I'm saying your last name right. Is that Carnicella, Carnicella? Well, uh, in Italy, it's Carnicella. In America, it's Carnicella. Oh, well, well, I've, <laughs> I've known a lot of uh, people that were of Italian descent, so it was, I thought it was Carnicella, but. That's, that's really the proper pronunciation. <laughs> Well, um, I have to give you thanks because you are the, the first candidate to actually uh, get back to me about anything. So I guess if I don't have the big enough numbers, nobody wants to get back to me right now. But I do thank you for that. So, Well, you're welcome. And I, uh, I believe it's important to uh, talk to as many people as possible around the state of Pennsylvania. Well, absolutely. Especially... Uh, this channel and myself, I'm actually a person that's still out in the streets and it's not, I may not be a contributor to campaigns, but I definitely feel like I should have a say in some things. So. Yeah, everybody should. Yep. I know you had told me that you are, uh, you were a, a coach for Penn state for two different sports. Yeah. I coached uh, two different sports, softball and tennis, Penn state, Altoona which is 20 minutes from the main campus, you know, and I was part of the athletic staff while Joe Paterno, of course, was, was the coach and, and while uh, the whole Sandusky thing uh, began in 1998, when Joe essentially fired Sandusky based on a, the rumor that went around that he was being investigated for child molestation by, by the district attorney from State College, who in 2006 disappeared, never to be seen again. You, you're aware of that, right? Um, no, I wasn't. I wasn't aware of it. <laughs> oh yeah. Okay. <laughs> Your listeners, they'll they'll know. Anybody that went to Penn State knows that this Greek car, the DA, was investigating Sandusky in 1998. Okay, for child molestation. For some reason, he, he didn't prosecute him. He left him off the hook. But the, State College is a small town. So when Joe Paterno heard about it, he told Sandusky, hey, you know, you'll never coach here. And so the, in the newspapers the next day, it was, and I was on staff at the time, there was reported that Sandusky had resigned. Okay, that's the way they put it. And they never said any more about it. But the board of Penn State, then gave, because he was involved with second mile and the millions of dollars, gave Sandusky an office on the campus and free access to all the gyms in the Penn State system all around the state, including mine in Altoona, where he came and, you know, and then it was found that he actually molested kids in, in gyms like uh, Penn State Erie and, and others around the state. So what happened was this, then in 2006, uh, mysteriously, Greek car, this uh, district attorney, he disappeared. Uh, it was it happened in Lewisburg, and uh, you know he's never been heard from since. 
<laughs> so check that out. But go ahead with uh, whatever well, other question. I had to, didn't want to get off the track there, but that, this is a huge no, story. This is why. Well, this is why it's important that I get on the ticket because I, you know, a lieutenant governor is like a vice president. You you bring something to the ticket. Okay, I'm going to bring the whole Penn State nation to the Republican ticket for governor because I have everybody behind me. Everybody wants justice for Joe Paterno. Okay, he was railroaded just like Donald Trump, just lies and lies by these liberals on the board of Penn State who right now are doing all kind of uh, culture canceling, you know. But uh, they, uh, it's, a, it's a long story involved, but the thing is, there's 500,000 Penn State alumni and their families and millions of Penn State football fans. And believe me, they're all behind me. I'm the only politician. I don't know why this is. I'm the only candidate. I'm not a politician. I'm the only candidate ever to say that I was going to investigate this quickly and get to the bottom and make sure that Joe was completely innocent, which we all believe he was, and then put the statue back up and rename the field and give Joe his place of honor that he deserves. Okay, so well, hey, sorry to get sidetracked, but that's a huge constituency that I will bring. And that's not only Republicans, the Penn State fans and alumni, they're equally Democrat and Republican and they're um, independents and they will all vote for any candidate who, who says he'll, he promises to get justice for Joe Paterno. Well, I definitely, um, I definitely didn't know a lot of those things. And you, uh, you pretty much answered one of my first questions. I know there's a lot of my, my viewers that probably don't even don't know what a Lieutenant governor really is. And that's, you know, from what I hear is the person that takes the place of the governor runs the Senate in Pennsylvania here, things like the, is the president of the Senate. That's right. That's right. Yeah. He's also, um, he presides over the Senate. He breaks any time, just like Kamala Harris <laughs> breaks breaks a tie. If there's a tie on a vote, and he's also in charge of um, the uh, the parole board. The oh. uh, you know uh, the parole board and would who gets paroled. Who you know he's he's got a lot to do with that. He can appoint people to the board. Very very important uh, position. But it's also just like a vice president of the United States. He's an advocate. For uh, the, the the governor, he he uh, promotes programs that the government governor wants promoted uh, around the state. It makes speaking uh, speaking engagements and promoting um, his agenda. You know, which and I have my own agenda. Uh, now, no one's talking about what I'm talking about. Uh, not only Penn State, but my biggest issue is property tax reduction. And there's, and you do know about SB 76? No. SB 76 is a bill that's in the Pennsylvania state legislature. It's been there for a couple of years. Do you know that only property owners pay the school taxes? You're, you're not aware of that? Okay. Well, you're, I'm you're a listening. property owner and I, I recently got my taxes and it, uh, I always wonder yeah. why taxed all year long and then there's still another tax at the end of the year well let me yeah, but let me make this clear now only the property owners pay the school taxes which means the other people who rent or who uh live in their mother's basement or who, who whatever they are they don't share in the paying of the school taxes it's insane 
This is why there, there is a bill in the House. Now, you, you research it and have your listeners. SB 76. And it will, it will discontinue this craziness where only the property owners are paying the school taxes. And then we'll, uh, you know, we'll, we will fund the schools with, with taxes paid by everybody. But this will reduce all property owners' taxes by almost 50%. This is, and our, we senior citizens, <laughs> we need this. We're losing our homes because our taxes, like you said, they keep going up, but our incomes don't go up, you know? So that's not, that's really my, that's kind of my number one issue, but my equally important issue is the starting up of all the fracking jobs and the energy jobs in Pennsylvania. I'm closely associated with many of the frackers and the, and the gas well owners all over the state. This is, it's real big where I live. I, I'm from Cambria County uh, and right border Clearfield County and Indiana, big energy counties, Butler, you know, all the ones up north where the big frackers are. I mean, you people, uh, you folks have to um, Google the Pagula family, Pagula. He's the guy that built the ice rink at Penn State. He paid for it himself. He's one of the biggest frackers in the United States. And we, we have very close family connections and friendly connections with, um, with uh, Terry Pagula and his, some of his family members. And we need to get these fracking jobs going and it's gonna to lead to thousands of jobs, but then a spinoff into the pipeline jobs and the running of the pipelines to every community in Pennsylvania. We're, we are the Saudi Arabia of gas and we, this is our future. We can be the greatest state east of the Mississippi. We have, uh, I mean, we can be exporting gas all over the world, but we could be supplying other states, New York, Massachusetts, all of, all of New England with our, with our gas. So the only thing is, uh, Wolf, you know, we were doing great till 2014, 15, and Wolf came in and just cut the legs off uh, of, the, of this industry. Now, this Terry Pagula, he also, he owns the Buffalo Bills. He owns the Buffalo Bills and the Buffalo Sabres. And he went to Penn State. He's a, a real self-made man. And he's another big Joe Paterno fan. <laughs> okay, go ahead. I thought I, I thought I knew that name. And I, I actually live here uh, in the coal region here. And with the new, yeah. law, talking about ending all new uh, coal subsidies and all new uh, coal, uh, looking for more coal mines, things like that. It's it's going to hurt our area because we oh. actually mine coal here and the gas lines are here because coal comes out of where the gas was from and right. gas comes out from where the coal was from and it's uh and they, they've been shutting them down first they were building up now they're shutting down because i live in the northumberland county snyder county area yeah you're the hard coal region yeah see yes. i'm in the soft coal region i i live in a coal mining town and uh it's all over western pennsylvania here you know it's soft coal and the thing is we cannot cut the legs off of our coal industry because people don't realize the united states still needs 40% of their energy from coal. It's not like, we, what are we gonna do if we stop tomorrow? You know, we have to do this. And the, and the jobs are, are great to coal. We can, uh, we're burning the coal cleaner, but uh, we have, that's a, it's all part of the energy jobs that I'm talking about. We have gas, we have oil, 
we have coal. I'm not opposed to, you know, solar, uh, nuclear, whatever, you know, but we got to be the energy state. And we, and I think we could do, we have to have a Republican governor, it looks like, unless the Democrats can win again, I have a plan to negotiate just like a Trump type negotiation with the Democrats, because they talk about, they want 5%. They want 5%. And I said, 5% of what? What's the number? <laughs> no, no, they don't say. So my thing is, I'm going to you know, tell Wolf, I, was, I ran for the House saying that if I got elected, I was going to work with Wolf to let the frackers come back. Don't charge them anything. We already pay an impact fee. Let the frackers come back, start the jobs. Now, if we if once we surpass this number that you want the 5% of, if we surpass it by a few hundred thousand or a million, we'll, we'll give you your 5%. As we surpass that number by billions, which we will, we'll give you 7%. If we get to the trillion dollar mark, which we will, <laughs> we'll give you 10%. But let's start and give our people the jobs. And these are these are Democrat jobs too. <laughs> you know, a lot of these fragging jobs and the welding jobs and they're they're blue collar union jobs, which Trump protected. That's why Trump won so many Democrats, right? You you probably know that if you're yeah. from the coal the coal area. It says Trump digs coal everywhere. People still got their signs up. Yeah. And he helped the union workers more than any Republican president ever, you know. But it was he wanted to help everybody. I have no problem with the union boys. I, let them work. They negotiate their contracts. That's fine. We want everybody to work. And the thing, uh, you know, they talk about minimum wage. It's an insult. The Democrats, they want people to work for what? $15 an hour. <laughs> That's an insult. If you open up the energy world in Pennsylvania, it'll raise everybody's wages past $15. And the people working in the energy field, you're talking $25 an hour to start. And this is all over the state running these pipelines. I mean, we'll have to import workers. We'll have to import workers. There's no question about it. It'll, we'll, we will be the greatest state uh, east of the Mississippi. So, what, so that those are my two big issues. Yeah. Well, there was a time when we were one of the strongest states that that were in the country with with coal, with any kind of energy. And <laughs> one of my questions was going to be where you where you stood on renewable energy. And we always say that you know if you can find a renewable energy that can sustain American uh, energy needs, then we're all for it. But until then, you can't just <laughs> off the jobs. So no, it's crazy. <laughs> it, it, the thing is. You know, they talk about these uh, running electric cars, even. Well, it takes more. You have to burn more coal to charge the batteries. <laughs> you know what I mean? They have no idea what they're talking about. But um, renewable energy, they can't sustain. You're exactly right. And, um, you know, uh, I forget how you posed the first part of your question. But, um, you know, we're not, we're not ready, you know, unless we could tap into the sun somehow, <laughs> you know, but... Uh, we, our, our Pennsylvania energy is um, is our future. That's that's all we have. And if we don't do it, this state will be destroyed. Look at the taxes. I mean, the, the debt. People don't realize what kind of debt Pennsylvania is in. You know, right? Well, there's twenty five. We're twenty five billion dollars in debt through yeah. the, you know, through the different promises that we've made that we can't possibly keep. 
and we like I said, the even the country itself is in debt, and and this uh this idea that these fossil fuels and stuff are are scarce is just is a lie. I mean, we just found the biggest oil deposit what in 2016 in North America, so we have gas, coal. It's not like it's they play off of the thing that says that it's it's a scarcity, like all well, all of our energy is going to be depleted in the next 20 years if we don't do something right, but. But we can't kill Pennsylvania jobs. has the biggest gas deposits, the, the Marcellus Shale, it, bigger, bigger than any place in the world. I, I always said we're the second second Saudi Arabia, but I'm learning now that we're we're bigger than Saudi Arabia in terms of in terms of uh, natural gas. And uh, so we have to this just this is for Pennsylvania, this is for all of our people. It's not for Republicans. This is for everybody. Everybody's gonna benefit, you know, but we have to have a business-minded governor and lieutenant governor you know, to be to, to present a team that's going to get people back to work we have to get back to work and we have to lower our taxes so i mean what else could a person uh, possibly do for the people that and that's what i want to do it's all it's not about me i'm retired i have a you know i have a great life i don't my bird singing in the background here <laughs> but uh you know uh that's what I'm all about. Uh, I just to, I don't know if you didn't ask, but uh, I'm 69 years old. I um, went to business college. I, I went to a local business college, two years, got a two-year degree, went to two years in New Hampshire, New Hampshire College, it was called at the time. I two more years of study. Uh, I've been a professional musician my entire life. I went on the road with my band. I started in 1974. Still going, same name, the White Shadow Band, did 15 national tours, which led to me owning the biggest entertainment agency in the state of Pennsylvania. And I also had an income tax consultant uh, agency. And then I, I don't know if your folks know this or not, but I started uh, as a, just as a sideline. I, I was always a sportsman, so I got into referee. I, got, I started refereeing high school and college sports. And that led to my connection to Penn State, where I got uh, hired to uh, coach the two teams at, at Penn State. And um, I'm still doing the refereeing. I still referee and I still play music, but I retired from my entertainment agency and my income tax uh, consulting service. I, I retired from them. My wife and I, we've been married for 46 years. Uh, I grew up Catholic. I went to Catholic school for 10 years, but then um, like any other college kid, I started to party too much and was having a difficult time. It appeared I was having a lot of fun, but I was really, I was kind of struggling because I was never really happy or satisfied. And I, um, I did a reconfirmation in Catholic church. We have confirmation at age 12. Well, I kind of reconfirmed my faith. Uh, a lot of people say born again, you know, became born again uh, at age 21. And uh, although I still continue to sin to this day, <laughs> it, it changed my life. I mean, I've had a miraculous life. I owe it all to God. And uh, when I retired, I just was a little bit bored. And I said to my wife, I think I want to do something to help people. And I think I'm going to run for public office, you know, because a really a true statesman, a true man of the people can do so much good, can do so much like Donald Trump. You know, Donald Trump was never a politician, but he wanted to, he just wanted to do do something for for the people, and he and he did. You know, and that's 
That's where I'm coming from. And, you know, he didn't, okay. he didn't need to do what he did either. He, he could have lived his life with his, with his billion oh. and said, you know, <laughs> it doesn't affect me anyway, but it did affect him. It affected him deeply. But um, yeah. I, I saw that you did run uh, for different offices. Uh, one year yeah. oh. incumbent. And uh, I had to ask this because I see this a lot lately when I'm watching news feeds, when I'm reading Yahoo's, things like that. Because there's like a, there's an exodus. There's a, a lot of older Democrats from like the, the 90s eras, the two, early 2000s. Oh, yeah. Can't agree with what's going on nowadays with the, the cancel culture. Oh, yeah virtue signaling the, the well, identity politics yeah well hey michael in your county you it's a cold county so i'm assuming when you were growing up and i know when i was growing up my county was all democrats we were, we were all democrats it was like 80 percent you couldn't run you couldn't do anything you couldn't even get a job if you were registered democrat you couldn't get a job in the steel mills the coal mines the railroads you know any of the any of the any of the companies. It was all union. You know what I mean. Well, I so nineties, um, everybody was proud that you know Clinton was a president. That was the last time that the Democratic Party had anybody to really agree with on, with the bipartisan. Yeah, and now socially, he, he you know he he's the what for, he was the first one to start turning a lot of Democrats Republican because of his social issues. But I grew up in the sixties and seventies, and our hero was John Kennedy. And number one, he was Catholic. We were all in Catholic school. Number two, he cut taxes more than Trump. <laughs> His dollar for dollar, I mean, if comparison, John Kennedy cut taxes and he was very strong on the military. You know what I mean? He had personal issues just like Trump. Nobody, you know, nobody cares about that, really. We want people that are going to stand. And his brother, I mean, they stood up against the racist governors for their, of their own party. Of their own, we love these guys. They were, you know what I mean? But anyway, so I grew up Democrat. I wanted to tell you, you mentioned Pennsylvania having been one of the greatest states in in the past. Pennsylvania was the greatest state in the United States. You you referenced, we had steel. The biggest, we had oil. Oil was discovered in Pennsylvania. Rockefeller came, he worked in the Pennsylvania coal field, oil fields. Where he got his start, we had, coal, we had steel, we had oil, we had coal, and we had rail. We had the Pennsylvania Railroad, which was the greatest corporation in America at the time. And, and I told my wife the other day, I said, you know what else people forget about? We had lumber. Yeah. We were the greatest lumbering state. We built every house in Philadelphia. You know what I mean? We, from my area right here, we're in the West Branch of the Susquehanna. That's it, 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 the mouth is, is the source is right here down the road. We used to ship the logs down the river all the way from Cambry County here in Clearfield County, all the way to Harrisburg and, and, and further. But, you know, in, in the day, we, we were the greatest lumbering state in the United States. <laughs> so uh, we were absolutely the greatest state. I mean, Pittsburgh was, was really the greatest city, you know, just uh, unbelievable. And we, it's funny because we can, we can do that again. We could do that again. We absolutely could. Yeah. I mean, we have the work ethic here. A lot of people, like I said, oh. my news feeds, I always mention that in my area, it's still, I, I grew up in a time and when it was, and in my area still is like, um, if you're on welfare, if you're on unemployment, it's not something you, you brag about because everybody works. Everybody around here is working and, and yeah. work. 
And and now it just seems like they keep keep pushing. You were saying about the taxes and how they were the only ones, homeowners are the only ones that pay the school taxes. It's it's almost as if they're incentivizing you to not own property, to not to not even be married. Yeah. You know? Oh my God. Yeah, that's right. That's right. No, that's exactly right. And uh, but it's it's just so crazy. But people, but here's the thing. Uh, this bill should have been passed because we Republicans control the legislature. The Republicans in this legislature will not pass this bill. And the question is why? Okay, and I think it all comes down to protecting their own jobs because they're afraid. Here's, because here's the truth. If we, if we spread the taxes among all the people, instead of the homeowners or the landowners just sending their taxes in, if we stop that, then how do we fund the schools? So there has to be a tax, okay? And these rhinos, these professional politicians, they're <laughs> afraid to raise, to, to put that tax on. It's gotta be part of the sales tax or part of the income tax, which everybody will pay. It's fair. Everybody's gonna pay. Right now, only the property owners are paying. But these rhinos are afraid that somebody's going to primary them and say, he raised taxes. Well, it's ridiculous. You're only raising taxes a couple hundred dollars across the board, where you're saving the property owners thousands of dollars on their property tax. You know, I don't know, and you're probably a cheaper county like me, but you go outside of Philly and Pittsburgh, the taxes are ridiculous. These people are paying twelve, fifteen thousand dollars a year for uh, property taxes. You know, I, we, my, me, hey, I, I built my house in nineteen eighty five. I pay twenty five hundred dollars a year, you know, taxes. Uh, but still, it'll be cut in half because the the people are not sharing in the pain of the school taxes. And then some people say, oh well, uh, I had some senator tell me that, uh, oh, it, it'll disproportionately hurt uh, the poor school districts in my area. Well, guess what? You make a deal, another another Trump-like deal. You tweak the numbers so that they work. If poor people need to get a rebate, then give them a rebate. You know, there's all kinds of things we can do. You know what I mean? And, uh, and our, our, our sales tax is low. You, you raise it a couple of pennies. It, it's fair. No, you know, it's really fair to the property owners. And and they're mostly the senior citizens. They're the people that vote. But the, I think that's the reason that the Republican legislature hasn't passed this bill. That's the only thing I can think of. I don't know why. I mean, I didn't actually ask him. <laughs> I can't imagine why they wouldn't have passed it, you know. Well, it seems like they sometimes they're, they're afraid to do a lot of things together in, in Pennsylvania. I was going to ask you what you think of our current administration or current, even the legislature, because I know there's a, a couple of senators like, well, for instance, Doug Mastriano, that's that's pushing for to get our our elections straightened out for at least the next elections. And yeah, and there's nobody. It seems like there's not a lot of people backing him on it because it almost. No, here's here's the problem. And uh, and, and Joe, you know, just Joe Gill's running for governor, right? Mm -hmm. you're, you're familiar with that, right? Yep. O OK, well, he he brought out the fact that uh, this Senator Argyle, okay, uh, and, and I don't agree with this, but uh, he he's trying to tie Mastriano to Argyle's $15,000. Well, 
that's that's not the problem that I have with Argyle. Argyle is the chairman of the election committee. It's on him. He should have immediately started this. Okay, it was him. And I, I talked with Senator Corman's people, and they said, "Hey, if Argyle brings it, Bob, we're we're behind it a thousand percent." But they can't bring it. The chairman of that committee has to bring it up through the Senate. They have their rules on how they do things. But this Argyle, I'm sorry, he with that Joe Gale ad. The only thing I don't like is that he tried to tie Mastriano. And listen, everybody takes money from people they don't know. Everybody gets their picture taken. But and I told Doug Mastriano, I said, just denounce Argyle because Argyle did vote to raise his own pay. He did vote for the income tax increase. He voted for the gas tax increase. And he's the guy that wrote the bill that will eliminate you from voting for lieutenant governor. Are you are you aware of that bill? I was going to ask you that next. Uh, about <laughs> if that because uh, I know here in Pennsylvania, we still do vote for the lieutenant governor. And I think the people should vote for it instead of just having the the person that's running for governor, the candidate pick their own because that's an seems to be an important yeah no it's worse than that if you read what it says it says the candidate who wins the primary for governor and the party committee will pick the lieutenant (laughs) we don't want that no we don't want that we don't want the freaking rhinos from from philadelphia county who failed to put poll watchers in the polls to stop the steal, they could have done it. We could have stopped that steal if the if Republic if the Philadelphia County would have had poll watchers, legitimate poll watchers, certified with affidavits and cert, uh, notarized in their neighborhood polls, they could have stopped those votes from coming in the back door in the middle of the night. Okay, we, they didn't do that. Repu- that Philadelphia County, Allegheny County, that's all. That's all we had to have. That's if those two counties, and that's that's the Republicans. Who want to pick the lieutenant governor now? Who do they want to pick? They're, they're going to throw some guy on there that's one of their puppets, right? Absolutely. They don't want a, a Jerry Carnicella or somebody that went all over the state campaigning and met the people, told the people what he was all about. I should be the lieutenant governor in case something happens to the governor. If he gets impeached like Nixon did or has to resign or, or and I mean, and, resign like Nixon, right? And anything can happen. So I think the people should have voted for the lieutenant so they know who they're getting. You know, they know exactly who they're getting, you know, and also that bill said the reason they said, oh, well, we want this bill because we don't want some lieutenant who is going to be opposite of the of the candidate for governor. What Republican would vote? For a guy that's opposite of the guy that they voted for governor, it's it's ridiculous. In other words, we're all Trumpers. Everybody that's running is a freaking Trumper. We're we, who are you gonna who who is this phone, this guy that's gonna be so different from Mastriano or, or or any of them? They're all we're all they're all Trumpers, and they all want good for our state. They all want jobs and. How could you complain with what I'm proposing? You know what I mean? It's a bunch of BS. You know, just, and this, listen, Argyle, he wrote that bill. But people, we know what people don't know. 
Argyle ran for lieutenant governor three years ago. Okay, here's what happened real quick. Argyle ran for lieutenant governor. He wanted because he wants to be governor. If you if you become lieutenant governor, you have a very good chance of becoming governor if you if you're a good lieutenant. You so run, yes, well, you but, run or but what happened? Run. Yeah, what happened real quick? I'll tell you. If you remember, Wagner was running for governor, right? Yes. Wagner was running for governor three years ago, right? Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. So then he picked Bartos to be his lieutenant and run as a team. And they both had big money. They both had big money. So there was no way that Argyle could compete. Okay. So he figured I'll never be lieutenant governor if somebody runs for lieutenant governor that has lots of money. So he wrote this bill to get himself appointed lieutenant governor by the party after, you know what I mean? By eliminating the people's okay. right to vote for lieutenant governor. Plain and simple. The guy is a rhino. He's the worst rhino in the state of Pennsylvania. Plain and simple. And why he's not bringing that audit, uh, and why he didn't, he didn't bring that to the floor of the Senate six months ago, I don't know. And now we got a guy running for lieutenant governor. Did you hear about him? Uh, which one? Uh, I had Venter. I have a couple of the names that I was knew I was going to forget written down here. Hold on a second. Uh, yeah. Running for lieutenant governor? Oh, yeah. No, I had this. Well, you know what? I wanted to ask you real quick. No, you didn't answer me. Was your county a big Democrat county at one time? Um, as far as I can remember, it didn't turn into a Republican county until probably early 2010s here, actually. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Same thing here. And that's why when I first ran for public office, I ran as a Democrat and I ran against the Senator who was in office for 35 years. And I got 40% of the democratic vote. Okay. For state Senate. And then they're, they're all crooks here in these, in these Democrat counties. And this, this after the primary, this Senator quit the race. He quit the race for, for Senate. And everybody said, well, Okay, put Jerry on the ballot, right? And the party said, no, we're going to put uh, Wozniak's friend on the ballot. <laughs> so, hey, and everybody said, that's ridiculous. You know, Jerry's got 10,000 votes. He should be, you know, he should be on the ballot. I said, listen, folks, I said, we don't need the Democratic Party. I said, they're not the Democratic Party that used to be. I said, I'm switching parties. And I actually helped the Republican win. There's no name Republican, and it was still majority Democrats, but my 10,000 Democrat votes went to the Republican. And listen to this, Michael, this is funny. So I run for the state Senate as a Democrat. Two years later, I run for the state House as a Republican, and I'm so well known that I run unopposed. No other Republican from this area would run against me because they, like I say, I, I, I am kind of a celebrity. I've, I've been in the band business for 46 years. Everybody knows me. Everybody knows who I am. I, I volunteer with the sports and the kids and the coaching and referee and all the schools. Everybody knows me. So no, I run unopposed in the state house race in the primary for Republican primary. And I only lose to the Democrat by 2%. I did see that. Yeah. District 72 was that? That was that's called district it was, uh, 2018. 
Oh, I meant the, the district, though. Uh, said yeah, the 72nd district. Yeah, 72nd district. I was House race. Yeah, I, I, lose, I lose by 2%. Now, I'm, you know, uh, so people, people know me. I, I just always shoot straight. It's not about party. I'm for everybody. And, and that's why I got so many Democrat votes <clears throat> that I could come that close. The last person that ran two years prior to me lost by over 4,000 votes. I only lost by 500 people. And that's a big margin to make up, you know. But, you know, this person was a typical rhino. She was a member of the Republican committee and, you know, said nothing of what she was going to do. And, uh, you know, she got beat. Well, and, I'm glad, uh, I'm glad yeah. that you say that about it's not about party because there is a lot of corruption on both sides of it. There's a lot of... <laughs> A lot of people need to be out of there. I am one of those people that does not believe in career politicians. I believe in term. Oh, I believe that nobody should be taking PAC money to make their decisions. And even yeah. with the even with here with the January sixth thing, I I was opposed. I wasn't opposed to the support for Donald Trump. I was opposed to the the, the idiots that decided to. Uh, I mean, what were they going to do? <laughs> what what were they? No, it's not like they it made the president look bad. They made the president look bad. They made him look stupid. They they were fools. And I'll tell you what, you were looking up those names. I'm going to tell you straight up. There's a guy named Rick Saccone, who's now running for lieutenant governor. And guess what? He was on the Capitol that day, okay, videotaping and sending messages out like we're attacking the Capitol. We're doing this. We're doing that. Okay. And now he's running for lieutenant governor. And I'm sorry. He'll destroy us. The Democrats will eat him alive. If he's on the ticket, we're dead. Okay. And the thing is, he, uh, he, he it was so bad that he was like uh, a professor at St. Vincent's College over in uh, Latrobe, over there in uh, Greensburg. He had to resign. He was forced to resign because his statements were so onerous and so ridiculous. And you know what I mean? And those are, those are Catholics over there. And they're 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 good people, but they they couldn't have like a right wing extremist nut who made the president look bad be they on their staff. He had to resign. Yeah, well, they make yeah. us all look bad, and and I hate that they always say white right wing extremists when it comes to like you know white suprem the real white supremacists or the real Nazis that are out there still in small. Pop. Oh yeah, there's some. There's a couple. <laughs> they're, they're out there. Yeah, there's out. a couple. It's not a debilitating factor in our country, but. It, they always no. point towards us, and then right away, it doesn't matter. A Republican be like, "I'm lowering taxes." Well, he's racist. Well, I'm raising taxes. Well, he's racist. Well, that's their card they pull, and I'm waiting for him to pull the card here in 2022. And I'm also waiting for the new variant to come out of COVID or something, so we can have lockdowns, so they can use the voting system they used in 2020. I, it won't I, work because we did away with the emergency declaration. We we got them there. We got them there. We're going to stop that. The okay. only thing we have to say, and pe people have to understand something. It wasn't the mail-in ballots. The mail-in ballots didn't beat us. The voting machines didn't beat us. Here's what beat us. The ballots that they copied out of the copy machine. Mm. Okay? Plain and simple. In Philadelphia, they had hundreds of thousands of copy machine ballots that they ran out of the copy machine they only filled in two names, right? Whose, whose names did they fill in? The president and vice president. They because they no, put no, no, no. Biden and Shapiro. 
Oh, oh Biden yeah. and Shapiro in Philadelphia. They only and here and, and so probably six hundred thousand votes, but they had to do it. That's why they only did two names because they were in a hurry. They were in such a hurry they, they were afraid they were going to get caught. They had to hurry. They filled in the two names. Now, if we can get an audit, we can find out if those two names were actually filled in in the middle of the night or they came out of the copy machine already filled in. So we that's one thing the audit will show. That's why they don't want us to see it. The only right. thing is, though, but but the, the audit will still show that these papers came out of a came out of a copy of machine. OK, they weren't mail in ballots. They had nothing to do with it. So, <laughs> yeah. So the thing is, we have to that's that's what we have to stop. And I, I believe we can stop. it. But uh, they now here's the proof. Here, here's all the proof that you need. When they only filled in two names. A girl from Bradford County that nobody ever heard of became the state treasurer. <laughs> right. You heard of Garrity, right? Yeah. Garrity. She's a Republican. That means that she got more votes than Trump. There ain't no way that she got more votes than Trump, right? So there, there's incidental, there's incidental proof. Now, here's another one. Our African-American Republican from Harris, from Dauphin County, became the state auditor general. <laughs> he didn't get more votes than Trump. The make- only reason they Biden and Shapiro got more votes than Trump. And, and it, it, it was because of the phony ballots that came in in the middle of the night, plain and simple. So they could talk about, you know, uh, Mastriano voting for Act 77 and, and you're, you're disqualified if you voted for Act 77. I, I'm sorry. That's just that's not that's not valid. Act 77 didn't didn't have anything to do with it. The copying machines had everything to do with it. Uh, you know, and I'm and I'm neutral. I'm running for lieutenant governor and I am not. Uh, teaming up with any candidate. I am staying neutral. You know, I wear my referee shirt to uh, every campaign event. And what I say is this, I'm a referee in the primary and whoever wins, wins. But we have to unite behind that winner. I don't care, Mastriano, Barletta, Gail, whoever, whoever. Because three years ago, four years ago, it'll be, when do you remember when Mango ran against Wagner for governor? I uh, I don't remember. Okay, that. okay. Well, this our last our last primary. Wagner was endorsed by the party. Okay, which is a bad thing. We don't want that. I keep telling all the candidates, don't get endorsed by the party because the people aren't going to vote for you. We're they put shoving the people down our throats. So <laughs> Wagner ran against Mango. Okay. And the and Wagner, you know, he made a couple of comments about Mango, and especially Mango's veteran supporters would not support Wagner in the fall election against Wolf, and we got our butts kicked. We cannot do that this time. We have to support the candidate, no, no matter who he is. It's going to be a good candidate because we Republicans are going to vote for a good person. You know what I mean? Gonna We're going to vote for somebody. We think can win, you know. That's a full ticket. But, uh, what's <laughs> that? Full ticket with uh, how many Republicans are running for governor too? I mean, well, I'm counting eight almost. That were you men- have eight. I I have five. I I'll tell you who I have. Who, I have, uh, who announced? Barletta, 
a guy named Richie from Pittsburgh, um, Joe Gale, yep. this guy named um, Ventry. Do you have a Ventry? Yep, John. Ventry, yeah, from Greensburg. Yep. Then I have the guy Guru Guru Guru. You have Guru. Yep. That's five. I have. Who else do you have? I had uh, a, I I might have got it mixed up. A uh, Jason Mon, something. A Mon. Okay. Oh yeah, yeah. Isn't he from Countersport or something? Uh, it didn't say where he. Was. I was just looking up to see who was running, and I got a doctor to a doctor's something. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, he's a doctor. I heard about him. He's from out east. Yeah. He's from out east. Yeah. Okay, I, what about this? What about this girl, this woman? Do you have a woman's name there? Uh, there was a venture venture capitalist. I just heard about it the other day. No. I'm trying I, to find out her name. They I'm, say that she's got a lot of money. <laughs> and that is uh, something that, you know, can be a big... Uh, it can be an important thing, you know, all things being equal, you know, I'm sure, um, I'm sure our, our former president will be around around that time too, to, uh, throw his yeah, but out there. I don't think, I don't think the president's going to endorse anybody for governor. You don't I think? really don't No, I don't think he will. He's going to, I, I think he'll support the candidate in the fall, but I, he'll, he'll alienate uh, you know, it's people. I don't think people want to see that. He wants I, to... I don't want to vote for somebody just because President Trump says to vote for him. Is... I, I really don't. We got to be careful. I mean, well, he backed would... Georgia governor or camp. He backed those people. And look what all happened over the last election. Everything that happened. So, yeah, yeah. And then turn their back on him. So, he's got yeah, to... that's why I, I, I hope that the president just lets us. Let's the people vote in Pennsylvania for our governor. It's all, it's all Republicans running against each other. It's not like he, he needs to come out and, and, and get the people out. You know, I didn't really hear um, Democrats run. I, I was looking, but I didn't look very deep, you know, but I didn't hear of which ones were running for, for uh, governor here in Pennsylvania. Hey, I can't hear you too well right now, but. Oh, I'm sorry. I said, I didn't hear. Uh, I didn't. I didn't dig too deep, but I didn't find the names of the Democrats that are running for governor this year. I didn't. Don't, you know why, don't you? No. They I already was... got their guy. <laughs> Shapiro's oh. running for governor. Yeah. <laughs> and there's nobody going to, they're not putting anybody up against them. I can tell you. Hey, well, Ain't no way. I Just mean, like, same thing, that. like, same thing like Biden. Biden was picked two years ago. Obama picked Biden. Two years ago, there wasn't any way that Biden wasn't going to win. Even the, the Democrats didn't even want him. But Super Tuesday, they got the job done. The word went out, especially oh, with our African-Americans are all around the country. You vote for Biden. You vote for Biden. That's Obama's pick. That's who we're going with. Just like this time. Shapiro is Wolf's pick. Hmm. There won't be any other candidate. They might throw somebody up there just to make it look like there's a race, but it's like not going to be a race. <laughs> well, I mean, look, they nobody won. I mean, if you watch the Democratic primaries, they didn't, nobody liked Biden at all. They all called him, uh, they called him senile. They called him racist. They called him everything. And else. they were right. They were, <laughs> and they were right, but they didn't know that the fix was in. They didn't know the fix was in with Clyburn and all those guys. 
You know what I mean? They were just waiting for Super Tuesday. They, and all those Southern states, all the Southern blacks, it was in the bag. They gave, they gave up New Hampshire. They gave up Iowa. They figured, the hell with that. We're not, you know, <laughs> we're not good. Because they weren't, they needed the black vote. Okay, there were no black votes in Iowa and no black votes in New Hampshire. And they figured, just let these two go. Keep our mouths shut. When we get to Mississippi, Alabama, Carolinas, it'll be all over. And it was, you know, that's what happened. But this is the same thing with Shapiro. Shapiro is going to be the candidate. And uh, he sh we should be able to beat him. Here's what I say. This, we have a golden opportunity now. Because Wolf, just like you alluded to, Wolf and the Democrats have made everybody so mad over the shutdown. Listen, my Democrat friends, they lost their jobs. They lost their businesses. Democrats lost their businesses too. Democrat parents could not go and watch their kids play sports. Democrats had parents in nursing homes that died. Listen, it's, it's, it, it's ours for the taking. It's ours for the taking. But we have to be careful. We can't, you know, we can't have somebody. And I, I hmm. you put Rick Scone, somebody that was at the Capitol uh, on January 6th, part oh. of that crazy demonstration, they'll murder us. Absolutely. They'll murder us. We can't. And so we got to be careful who we pick. Um, and, uh, and, you know, so, but I'm neutral. I, I, I'm not criticizing any of our gubernatorial candidates. But I will speak up if I get some some extreme guy running for lieutenant. So well, we'll see. Right, right now, like Shapiro and um, Wolf are trying to push back against, uh, sorry, Shapiro and Wolf are trying to push back against uh, against Mastriano about the, the audit for the election. I saw that. But also, one thing that I know a lot of people around here are worried about is- uh, Yeah, I can't hear you too well, Michael. Can't hear you too well. Oh, I'm sorry. Is my uh my microphone come out? I'm sorry. Am I still connected? I am still connected. Can you hear me now? Little, not much. I don't know what's going on with this thing. Maybe that'll work better. You were, you were okay earlier. Oh well, maybe I wasn't. Am I talking loud enough now? Not not too well. Wonder what happened. You turn your volume up on your phone or? No, I'm actually using a microphone stand here that was, I didn't move anything. So well, I don't know what happened, but. You're kind of, you know, I can hear you a little bit. Go ahead. Well, I was trying, I'm trying to, uh, to speak into the microphone a little better here, but. Okay. A lot, of, a lot of people in my area, a lot of people in my area are, um, are worried about this, uh, the critical race theory stuff coming into the schools that are promised into, uh, uh, and coming, they said that there's books coming, there's things coming in. It didn't reach my area yet, but the outskirts and the bigger cities, it's starting to be taught. Yeah. Well, listen, if we elect a Republican governor, it, it, it cures everything. I mean, it cures the entire state and all the issues involved. We can't do anything. If, that's why we're having such a hard time. That's why Georgia and Arizona were able to do something about the audits because they have Republican governors. If we had a Republican governor, we could do all this stuff. We could, we could get everything done. It, it's so important. I'm gonna tell you, this is what I always tell people. 
we have to win the republic we have to win the governorship of pennsylvania in order to put trump back in the white house because if if we win pennsylvania and we're going to get georgia and arizona we win the electoral college that's enough votes to win the electoral college so that's it it's all and we probably pick up a couple more in the future i think we might get michigan and we might get another we might get nevada maybe in new hampshire but we're going to win in 2024 if we have Pennsylvania. If we don't have Pennsylvania, we can't win. Pennsylvania is the key. <laughs> it's the key. The other three states don't, three other states don't add up. The Pennsylvania with two, any other two states pretty much adds up to an electoral college win. So that's, that, that's my goal. Put Donald Trump back in the White House with a Republican governor of Pennsylvania. I'll tell you, we're, we'll be back on top again. China will be number two, you know. <laughs> Well, I was I'm yeah. we're hoping to get him back into at least be able to finish what he started because absolutely he was doing yeah. a lot and then hand it off to, to the next guy. Yes. Because yeah. it was all planned. It was all planned. Uh, yeah, the mail and ballot thing, the virus, they used the virus to knock him out. The Chinese sent the virus here. There's no question. It was my book is germ warfare. You know what I mean? Plain and simple. You know, it started they, they it it started in a germ warfare lab. <laughs> You know, it's during warfare. And they had to say, because they could not be number two. China had to get rid of Trump. They had to get rid of Trump. And they worked with the globalists and the Democrats in the United States, people like uh, Clinton and Obama and all of them, even some of the Republicans, I believe. Well, that's what I said about, I, believe. I always say that Trump was never against Democrats. He was never against black, white, anything. He was always- yeah, he, put, he brought everybody to work. Everybody, Everybody wants, was working. He's against globalists. <laughs> he doesn't want a global government. Nobody right. does. Why? And look. What's well, no, because listen, if the globalists are number one, that means America is not number one. No, we sir. were going to we're number one. We deserve to be number one. The only thing that could stop us was that goofy germ warfare. And they'll it's complicated. Yeah. But they I, probably have some kind of threat to send another one. And that's what has all these Democrats. And I'll tell you what, even people like John McCain and Romney and all these phonies who have, hmm. listen, these people all make money. They, they, John McCain sold us down the river, the industrial uh, military complex. Okay. He's been making a fortune selling guns and weapons all over the, all over the world for 40 years. Okay. And then you got Romney and these people and, and um, Murkowski with the oil up in Alaska. These people, you know what I mean? They don't care. They they care only about themselves and their own and their, their own money and their own power. And uh that's but we've we figured them out. We we know what's going on. That's we know what, what's going on. We need more people like you. We need more people, like I said, like Donald Trump, people that didn't have to do this, don't don't need the money, don't need the don't need anything. They want to do it because they want to help people. They're like I Yeah, I, well, we're true, we're true Americans because listen, I'll tell you what I told you. This, I couldn't have done this anywhere in the world. I, I played music for a living. I raised three children. My wife didn't work. I'm living in a small town. I'm a small town. I traveled all over the United States. I was successful. But there, I'm probably the only professional musician who's really made money that you'll ever meet in Pennsylvania. <laughs> okay? But I'm a, I'm a worker. But I could only do this in the United States. I couldn't do this in some other country. You know what I mean? And then um, my, all my businesses, you just start them up and you work hard and you can do anything. But that's but this country is so good to me. 
And I tell you, my hero, my, my ultimate hero in in politics up until until Trump came along was Bobby Kennedy. Bobby Kennedy took on the mafia. He took the union bosses in his own party. He took on the FBI, his own party. He took on those racist governors who wouldn't let the black kids go to school. Okay. He took on everybody. He, he was just for the people. He was for the right to do the right thing. You know what I mean? Of course, cost, <laughs> cost him and his brother their lives probably. And Martin Luther King, you know, and I want your people to understand something. These Democrats that are running these cities, like you alluded to this before, they, they talk about a couple of right wing skinheads. They don't talk about the thousands of black people killing black people in the freaking cities. This is every weekend. They said last weekend, 80 some people were shot one weekend. They're all, it's all black on black. They, the, the Democrats destroyed our cities. They, 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 they put our black people on a reservation and just threw them some food and a place to live and promised them, you know, these people grew up two generations now, not knowing how to go to school, not knowing how to go to work. They, they destroyed our beautiful black communities. When I was a kid, every kid's hero was a black guy. My, my hero was Roberto Clemente. In New York City was Willie Mays. In, in, in Milwaukee was Hank Aaron. You know, in, in St. Louis, it was Bob Gibson. All our heroes were black. We loved our black people. We we came together in the 60s. Bobby Kennedy. So I, I want all your listeners to understand something. The Democrats killed the leader, the black leader of the civil rights movement in April. And in June, they killed the leader of the civil of the Democrats civil, civil rights leader that was white, Bobby Kennedy. Within two months. They just, they, and they had, because they couldn't allow the races to be together because the Democrats had to control the black vote. That's what happened. And they controlled the black vote and they're still controlling the black vote and they're destroying our cities by doing so. So now with HR, that's, uh, they're trying to control the, oh, my God, it's just unbelievable. And the poor black, I, I ran, I, when I ran for the Senate, all the black guys, Jerry, jobs, please. That's what we need. Jobs with a job. A person has a life. If you don't have a job, you're desperate. That's. Did you hear just yesterday? Drug overdoses went up thirty percent over the, in this country. Thirty percent drug overdoses because was, people were desperate. They lost their jobs. You know. Well, there's you get depressed when you have nothing to be proud of and you can't take care of yourself or your family or you can't even. That's right. Because of it, what? Do no, you, that's right. What do you turn to? There's a void. I mean, yeah, that's what's going on in the cities. That's why there's so many murders. These are all drug murders. These are all drug murders. There's a huge drug war going on in the American cities, and uh, they're trying to make a buck. And if they, if they somebody gets in their territory or tries to rip them off, they just kill them. So that that's what's going on. It's a, it's a huge drug war, and the overdose is coming along with it because you know they're selling the drugs. Chinese fat and it's all oh. It's unbelievable. All coming in here, but it's yeah from China, well, from China not, through Mexico. <laughs> that's why they want the borders open. It, it almost feels like somebody else has somebody else's hand in somebody else's pocket, and that's why oh, all yeah. these things are happening. And it's always money. And when you get somebody yeah. in there like you, or you get somebody in there like like Donald Trump that can't be bought, 
it, it becomes That's right. a problem. Yeah, yeah, that was his problem. They couldn't buy Trump. They couldn't buy Kennedy. Couldn't no. buy John They couldn't buy the Kennedys. They couldn't buy Donald Trump. They had to get rid of them. They killed the Kennedys. They, they murdered them. Yes, <laughs> they did. I mean? It's crazy. In my, when I was a kid, from the time I was in about school, Trump a lot. <laughs> made me worry well, about Well, yeah, but in today's world, yeah, but my God, back then they used to ride around a convertible with the roof down. You know, Trump's smart. He's got protection. But the thing is, um, when I was, from the time I was in middle school till the time I was a sophomore in high school, they assassinated, and the Democrats did it. They assassinated the Democrat president. They assassinated Martin Luther King, and they assassinated the president's brother who was running for president. This is how vicious. You, you know, this is not, you know what I mean? People are, are forgetting. You've got to keep these things at the front of your mind and don't ever forget. But this, but we are the greatest country in the world, and we've had every opportunity. That's why people like Donald Trump and myself, we, we just want to see the country do well. You know what I mean? We grew up in the greatest, oh my God, and the culture. We let our culture go down the drain. It's unbelievable. You know, I'm a Christian. I, I, I said, if my dad would watch TV today, the TV would be out through the window. Absolutely. <laughs> the thing you see, <laughs> the commercials. I mean, my God. And it's all propaganda. It's all propaganda. Why are they pushing, you know, the things that they're pushing? It's it's not reality. It's nope. every and I, I like I say, um, they're trying to force things. They're trying to brainwash you through television and through commercials and everything because the libs write all the commercials. They're in the news. They're in the media. They're trying to brainwash you. Listen, <laughs> no, I don't want to get. I don't want to say something that's going to get me in trouble. But it's not reality. It's not reality. That's what they're what they're promoting on TV is is being completely normal you know and i'll tell i'll give you a good i'll give you one example that i can get away with and that's the transgender people playing female athletics that's crazy i mean i'm not against transgenders i and i said to them uh, to some of the people in the community i said i as a referee a pennsylvania referee i will help form a league where you can compete against each other okay but you can't go and compete my daughters i had two daughters that pitched in college softball one was an all-american went to temple and the other one went to point park on scholarships at, in pittsburgh i'll tell you what if some guy would have taken them you know taken their their spot on on the team he had to deal with jerry <laughs> it wouldn't happen i'm telling you what we work too hard we train you know how hard it is to train a pitcher in fast pitch softball they have to start at age five they can't even pitch in a game for five years. They have to practice for five years, you know, without embarrassing themselves. I mean, it's just, it's just, that's one, one example. And they make it seem like it's everywhere. It's very small. There's no transgender people around. It would be like 0.001% of the country, but they make it sound like it's, you know, we're denying them their rights and we're, it's crazy. It's all crazy. <laughs> we always said yeah. that if there's a, just even before Obamacare and things like that, like who didn't have insurance before Obamacare? Who with the transgender? Where? Why didn't they have rights? They were allowed to get married and stuff. Why do they have to compete in other sexes sports just because it's a man and a yeah. woman? Different things. It doesn't matter if you dress up like a woman. You're still a man. You're still yeah. a man and biologically, you're stronger than most 
most. Oh, you are. There's no question about it. There's, there's an everybody, everybody knows it. anybody played sports, you know, and, and the girls, God bless them. You know, it's just not right. They work so hard. And that's, that's an anti-woman thing. You know, they don't talk about that. That's the Democrats pushing the transgender thing. Well, they're, they're pushing away the women. Well, where's the it, is, it just isn't right. And that's only one issue. Well, it just goes on and on. They're trying to make us think that the world is really different than what it really is. Because really, you know, and there's, here's the proof. Trump won more black votes than any president since 1960. Okay. He won more union Democrat votes than any president ever. Okay, <laughs> so it, that, and, and they had to cheat to win. So we know we're doing the right thing. Trump did the right thing, but we know what happened. And, uh, you know, but well, uh, it, did you have any other questions that uh, for no, me? That actually, um, <laughs> pretty much everything I was going to ask you, you you pretty much were, were answering by yourself. I mean, the only thing I would have asked was I was going to ask how you felt about, you know, the, the commission on the the January 6th thing, but I would see how that could, the only reason, only problem I have with the January 6th commission is they're focusing on that when that happened one day and the BLM Antifa riots and all the riots in 2020 happened a whole summer. And everybody- Oh yeah, they didn't want to talk about that. <laughs> and how many cops, how many cops got killed uh, during all, all those riots? We had one cop heard- Something like that? It, it, we had one cop heard at the Capitol. We were sprayed with bear spray. Yeah. Okay. It, well, you know what I mean? Had a heart attack and, when he thing, got home. <laughs> not that, not that it was right. I mean, it was wrong. I, I totally against that demonstration. I was there. I was in Washington. Listen, I was. I went to DC. I went to Harrisburg on the fifth, and I met Mastriano. He was speaking on the steps of the Capitol, and I took my lieutenant governor cards. I had just announced uh, a couple of days earlier, so I went and I met Garrity. She was there, and I met Senator Dush. He's from Dubois up here, close to me. And uh, Gary and Mastriano, I met them all, introduced myself. And then I got in my car, my van, and I went to D.C. and I slept in my van overnight over by the Washington Monument. So the, next, the whole next day, I stood by the Washington Monument and, and I stood there and hollered, who's from Pennsylvania? Who's from Pennsylvania? And there were a lot of people from Pennsylvania. And I handed them my lieutenant governor's card, Okay. I handed my lieutenant governor's card and I met people from every county in the, in the state. So here's what happened. This is kind of funny. So you could hear it was about, oh, my God, had to be half a mile to where the president was speaking. OK. And he was coming on. He was going to start speaking. And this guy, he, he claimed he was a, an evangelist. He was a Christian. He gets on this megaphone. And he starts screaming, you know, he's preaching. And I said, hey, buddy, I said, listen, I'm a Christian. I said, but please, the president's gonna start talking. I said, a million people came here to hear him. He said, you'd rather hear him than hear the word of God. I said, no, I said, no, I said, please. I said, who came here? I said, Every he wouldn't stop. You know what I did? I got in my car and I left, okay? So I, I stopped and got gas in Northern Maryland before the, the attack happened on the Capitol. So I was contacted by the FBI, okay? They contacted everybody. 
and they just arrested another couple people from Western PA. Did you hear about that yesterday? So anyway, I haven't been. I didn't watch anything yesterday. I was uh, setting yeah. some other things up, but there's well, they, they they were investigating me, and I said, well, I'm going to tell you something. I have the gas receipts from Northern Maryland before the thing happened at the Capitol. I said, so you want to see him? You can see him. I said, I have nothing to hide. I said, in fact, I was there really to promote Jerry Cornicella as Lieutenant Governor. That's why I went. I, of course, I'm a big Trump supporter. I said, but I, I you know, look, in fact, the day before, a couple of days before, these guys from out east over by Hamburg and uh, Blue Ball, they contacted me because I had already, uh, you know, they, uh, they knew about me. And they wanted to know if I would work security uh, near the stage. And I said, well, I'm going to be there. So when I arrived there on January 5th, I went there and I said, hey, I'm Jerry Carnicella. They, 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 uh, these guys called me, wanted to know if they, I, I, they needed help on security. And they said, well, the, the guys that set it up, they're not here yet. And all this, you have to come back. I said, well, do you think you have enough people? And they said, oh, yeah, we have. I said, OK, then don't worry about it. So I just went and I slept in my van. You know, when I slept in the National Park, in the Monument Park, because you weren't allowed to park anywhere that I was able to park in there because nobody was policing the thing. It was closed because of the COVID thing. The police weren't working. Nobody was working. So I stayed overnight when there were some other cars parked there. And I, I never left um, that Washington Monument area. In fact, I used the Washington Monument bathroom. You know, they have a little place there. That's where I went to the bathroom. <laughs> so I slept overnight. And the guy always camped in my, in my van. You know, it's no big deal. I, had, uh, I camped all over the United States. But uh, that, that's what I, that's the truth of it. And I wasn't, uh, you know, I wasn't uh, part of it. And they, and they know it. Well, you probably wouldn't have been able to get a room anyway. They were, not only were they full. No, you couldn't get a room. You know, I'll tell uh -huh. you a funny story. My roommate from college manages seven Hiltons in the DC area. And I called him, I said, hey, Frankie. I said, I'm thinking about coming down. He said, oh, Jerry. He said, I don't know. He said, that President Trump's having some kind of rally. He said, and they're, the mayor's trying to close down all, all the rooms. He said, I don't know if I get, can, get, can get you in. I said, ah, don't worry about it. That's why I just camped in my, in my van. You're right. You're absolutely right. They closed the whole city down. <laughs> well, Jerry, I, crazy. Did have, I did have another question. I mean, since we're getting down to probably the, the time limit here on the Zoom thing, but uh, yeah. there's a, do you have any, uh, a website, anything you'd like anybody to go to if there's a petition to sign? Oh, yeah, yeah, I'll tell you what I have. My, I, 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 I'm old school, so I have Facebook. Jerry Carnicella, J-E-R-R-Y-C-A-R-N-I-C-E-L-L-A. -L -L okay. And I, but I do have another thing. It's called Friends of Jerry Carnicella. And I never promote this because you can go there and you can donate to my campaign. But it's not about, I don't really need that much money. All I need is gas money. And uh, that's about it. I, I've been to 20, about 25 counties, all these patriot groups and open PA, free PA. Uh, I was at Pittsburgh uh, last week where they asked me to sing the national anthem. And I, they used my PA system. And Lou Barletta came and spoke, and so did the guy running for uh, mayor of Pittsburgh and a bunch of other people. But um, I don't. If somebody wants to donate, I'll, I'll take it. But uh, and again, I don't know who they're going to be. So if I get a check from 
Argyle for fifteen thousand dollars. You know, <laughs> I mean, I mean, yeah, I'd be I'd be surprised now at this point if I would, but yeah, I don't know. But people are welcome, and they're hey, go to my Facebook page and just scroll through all of my posts. I have my family things. I have my band. I always advertise my band. Still playing about four or five times a month. I did see that after all these years. You know what I mean? And because uh, I love it. I mean, I don't do it for the money anymore. And I referee. And uh, but I use my Facebook page. That's all. That's all I need. People can go there. I had some troll get on last night and say, "Well, you said you were in Washington on January 6th. I said, "What are you trying to say, buddy?" I, I said, that. "I said I was. I was at the Washington Monument." Pass, you know, pass it out my lieutenant governor cards. I said, "What are you trying to do? Try to you're trying to tie me to the to the rally?" I said, "Sorry, I wasn't there." And I have my gas receipts to prove it. So we're moving on. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm telling you. I hope that. I hope you do get the nomination. I hope you get the votes during the primary. I hope if anybody does run against you and I'm hoping that I get one of your, your flags or something, anything to hang up here at coal region discontent or in the neighborhood here to, to um, support. Yeah, Send me your, send me your address. I'll send you a couple of Carnicella signs. I have, you know, okay. And, um, I will yeah. I'll send you my, my address then. And cause I'll promote yeah, it. You, you text me your address. Yeah. And I really appreciate you having me on. Like I said, I'll, I talk to anybody. I, I answer every question. I answer every question. I don't dodge anything. I couldn't get you know, Kurt Mosser on here. So, and Kurt Mosser is my representative around here. So I couldn't mm -hmm. get, I couldn't even get him. Or I, I think it's still Kurt Mosser, but I got a Culver too, a Linda Culver. And I can't get them on. I can't get them on their website. They're, they're Who's your state senator? Who's your senator? I have to look. Um. Oh, I just had a Republican. Uh, I, I think it's Toomey, believe it or not. I think. He's okay. Area. I think it's Toomey because you always see, always see his. Stuff. Oh, no, he's your, oh, no, he's our U.S. Senator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, your local senator, your state senator. Um, you have to look it up. I'll have to look it up. A lot of people don't know. They have no idea. You know who people don't know here? Huh? This, we've got a huge United States congressional district right here where i live it's, it's one of the biggest in the state you know what no it's a republican nobody knows who he is you know why he doesn't do anything he doesn't make himself known that's why you don't know who your guy is well, i know i know and, Monster, and i know linda colver yeah. and that's it and they're both well that could be the senator and your rep that could be your senator and your rep yeah but the thing is this guy and i i don't even want to say his name because it's a, it's a joke but he's a republican and he's been in there about 10 terms and he's done absolutely nothing. And nobody, none, none of my Republican friends know who he is. <laughs> it's crazy. We got to, we got to straighten things out. We got to, got to win though. We got to win. And uh, I appreciate you saying that, uh, you know, you agree with me on most things and uh, we'll just, uh, we got a long way to go and I will contact you because um petitions see this is why everybody should be out campaigning i told doug mastriano get out and meet the people see barlett is going all over the state uh, gail he's he gets to people's houses like one at a time I, that's you got to get out and meet, get a, meet a lot of people but uh it, no doug he didn't he didn't announce yet and i said boy at this point you'd be better off running for the u.s house you know what i mean because i'll tell you what they're gonna beat them up uh, with this baggage the, the, the act 77 thing it's phony but they're gonna they're gonna beat him up with that yeah. and then this uh he was at the capitol 
you know, uh, on January 6th. They're going to beat him up with that. Uh, and it's it's unfair. It's unfair because I know he didn't do anything wrong. And the uh, thing is, you have to make the decision what's what's going to be best for the race, for the party. I like to see him run for the U.S. House and then and then he could get his supporters behind whoever wins the primary for governor. I mean, it's getting it's getting close. The petitions you should be campaigning right now. The county fairs are happening. The church picnics, the firemen's festivals, everything's going on. You should be out campaigning and meeting the people. Uh, the and, and because in it, it's about six months, I'm going to come to you and I'm going to say, look, Michael, pass my petitions in your area. I need a hundred signatures from your county to get. That's what you need. You need a hundred signatures from five counties, and you need a thousand signatures overall. That's what that's what you have to have to get on the ballot. So oh, I'm wow. going to try to get three or four thousand just to make sure they're legitimate. But you need one hundred from five different counties, well, when and you need a thousand overall to be on the ballot. Well, I'll yeah. tell you what. As soon as that that time comes, you definitely make sure you let me know and I can have me and some other people that would, would definitely be yeah. on this. So they're going to watch this. And, yeah. and with everything you've said, a lot of my, yeah, if you get 10, if you get 10 people to get me uh, 30 names, that's 300 from your County, maybe a neighboring County. So, you know, that's, that's big. That's very important. That's very important. And uh, we'll just see, no, I gotta be honest with you there. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Because you might not be able to vote for me. You might not be able to vote for the lieutenant governor. Okay. 76. I wrote that down. No, that's that. Yeah, that, that bill that Argyle wrote. SB 76. Is that what it's called? I think you said SB 76. Oh, no. that's No, that's the uh, property tax bill. Oh, okay. That's the tax. That's right. That's I, property, don't. I don't know what the number. If you, you can look it up, though. If you look up the bill that eliminates the lieutenant governor uh, primary, you, you'll find it okay. and then um but if they pass that it's i think it's going to be on the ballot this november well if that passes then i can't run the only way i can win is if the winning uh candidate but i'll tell you what 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 i can do if i can't run for lieutenant governor in a primary then i'm going to run for state rep in my district now i can still be selected then to be the be the lieutenant i can actually be running as a lieutenant and state rep at the same time if they pull this trick now i'm, I'm able to do that and then what but my people here in my district are saying jerry if you win both offices you become lieutenant and and have the new governor appoint one of our local republicans a good, good, solid Republican as the temporary state rep until we have a special election or whatever needs to be done. And I said, yeah, they said, because we'd like to see you, you know, be there. You'd be more effective getting your programs in and helping the governor as the lieutenant. So we have to see what happens here. It's going to be crazy. You know what I mean? You said that was uh, Argyle, Argyle's bill. He wrote that? Argyle, yeah. He wrote it. All right. We're going to look He that wrote up. it. And then what happened was <laughs> Joe Gale, he, uh, this guy's sharp, man. He's a tiger. He, he pointed out that Mastriano um, uh, co-sponsored it, co-sponsored it. 
But then Mastriano voted against it. He was only one of three people to vote against it. Now Gil said, oh, yeah, he's a phony. He sponsored it. But then, he, well, maybe he had a change of heart about it. And I don't blame him. He, he did the right thing. If he voted against it, that's still the right thing. Because they all sponsored it. And they, <laughs> all the Republicans voted for it. At least he didn't, you know. So you got to be fair. You got to be fair. I'm not I'm not promoting anybody. I like I like them all. I mean, I like Lou Barletta. I like Mastriano. Joe Gill, he's a he's a tiger. I mean, if you make him governor, he's good. <laughs> he'll shake him up. You know what I mean? But uh, and then these other guys, I haven't gotten to know real well yet, but I'm not against I'm not against anybody. I'm against that Saccone for lieutenant governor. I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, well, I'm I'm hoping to get some of them at least get their attention at some point in time. But I'm definitely going to give you my address so you can send me. Yeah, you send me that. I'll send you a couple of signs. <laughs> I have a couple of Trump signs I can send you too, because it looks like you're well situated there. <laughs> well, yeah, I just got my I just got this one. <laughs> yeah, it's nice. I um. All right, Mike. Around here still only have the 2020 ones. I thought about buying some and going knocking on doors and being like, "Here you go." But <laughs> yeah. Uh, here, I, well, like, what you're doing is good. Keep doing what you're doing. Keep getting the word out. You know, it'll it'll start to spread. You know, it'll start to spread. Yeah. Uh, and then maybe in a, in a month or two or three, you can have me back on, you know? Well, I, I hope that I hope that in a couple of months here, I'm having you back on as running, running as the governor. You know, well, like, not only that, but uh, I, I'll give you an update on what's going on with the races. I always do that. OK. You know what I mean, I can tell you what the candidates are doing. What they should be doing, I I tell them, hey, I'm I'm impartial, but I'm I'm full of free advice. I'll, I'll give you all advice. I'll give you all the advice you want. All. <laughs> well, I'll definitely be keeping in contact with you, and uh, I appreciate it. Like I said, uh, thanks for coming on. Thanks for coming on to my show and allowing me to record you. And uh, I will hope that I will send you a copy of this, and I'm hoping that you'll you'll share this out, and I'll share it out, and we can get your words out there, and hopefully people. Okay, can... Michael, I appreciate it very much. Thank you. All right. Thank you, sir. All right. This has been another episode of Coal Region Discontent. I hope you enjoyed and I hope you get out there and vote in 2022 and check out Jerry Carnicello on Facebook. And you can always follow us on Facebook, YouTube, and now a podcast on Anchor and Spotify and also on Rumble. All Coal Region Discontent. Good night. And God bless.